Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. The VA was the first place to issue a federal vaccine mandate for its employees. Now, months later, we're starting to get a glimpse into how the mandate is actually working out. And the numbers are promising, but still troubling. There's tens of thousands of people within the federal government, despite a mandate, and despite the fact that some of them, many of them, we don't know how many, are probably working with the public who are still unvaccinated. I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today on the show, Natasha Karecki on how vaccine mandates are playing out in the real world. So the VA was basically at the forefront of vaccine mandates. In late July, the Veterans Affairs Secretary initiated the rule requiring all of the department's 380,000 health workers to show proof of vaccination by October 8th, about a month ago. What has happened since then? So what, what's happened is, you know, we're, star- we're starting to see how difficult it is to actually pinpoint a precise answer on that, right? So we cannot with certainty say okay, um, now we have 75% people who have been vaccinated because what they're publicly releasing is they're saying, here's the number of people who are complying with the rules we set up. And compliance can mean that you are filing for an exception. Interesting. So we don't have data on the actual number of people at the VA who are fully vaccinated, but we, we have data on people who are vaccinated or have an exemption of some sort, people who are following the rules of the mandate, which allows for certain exemptions. What do those numbers show? Yeah, so the number they put out is that 90% of their total workforce, which is 422,000 people, um, have complied, meaning they have either filed for a health or religious exception or they have been vaccinated. But to to kind of give you a little bit more of a sense, we do know that of those 380,000 people, um, healthcare workers, they were at 80% vaccination three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, So we do know that there was, you know, a pretty sizable chunk of those employees who had been vaccinated as of three weeks ago. Hmm. So a month after the deadline for VA employees across the agency, 90% of them are complying with the mandate in one way or another. And then for the healthcare workers specifically, we know that three weeks ago, at least 80% of them were vaccinated. In a way, both of those sound really good. 80% of health workers vaccinated, 90% who are vaccinated or have a valid exemption. Um, but at the same time, when you think about that 90%, including, you know, potential exemptions, not just full vaccinations. And then also think about 10 percent when we're talking about hundreds of thousands of employees at the agency. That isn't insignificant. What do you make of how this mandate has actually turned out? Right. I mean, it's a really good question. I mean, so if, if your main intent with this mandate was to, you know, prompt people to really take this seriously, say whether you're vaccinated or not, get vaccinated if you weren't, it seems like it's moved significantly in that direction. You know, one marker that I thought was really interesting is is when the first deadline hit, which was October 8th, 
they had 70% compliance of the 380,000 healthcare workers. And just as an aside, the reason those people went first was because they worked in, in, in veterans facilities, either visiting them, had direct contact with patients as doctors, nurses, dentists, chiropractors. Um, so these are, you know, a lot of those people are people who are directly contacting the public and, and they're veterans who they are charged of, of taking care of. So having said that, that is why it was so important to the VA, they said, to to make sure that those people were the first to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So we do know from the first deadline that was 70 percent, they they started something called counseling. And every single person who had not reported, their supervisor had to reach out to them and say something to them about it. A week later, they were at 80 hmm. percent. So that meant that most there was a lot of people who had been vaccinated already, just didn't know how to upload their cards or send their cards in or, you know, just were missed the deadline overall. That, that makes me curious. How are the people who are not vaccinated, who are not following the rule at this point, like people who were asked to provide proof for a valid exemption or something, but didn't end up doing that. How are they being punished, if at all? Are these people getting fired from the VA? Are they having to work from home? Do we know what's happening here? They could eventually be fired. They are not having to work from home yet. They're going through um, a, a what they call a progressive disciplinary um, process. And, and what that means is basically they're, you know, they're talking more to their supervisors. Their supervisors are making clear to them, this is what could happen if you do not comply. What Dennis McDonough, the secretary of, of the VA, has explicitly said, like, yes, we will fire you if you do not get vaccinated, but there's a lot that will happen between now and then. So ultimately, it could take months before you're actually fired. And they're hoping I mean, their main goal is to get people vaccinated. So they don't want to fire people. I mean, that is what I'm, I'm getting from them. You know, they, they want their goal is to get people vaccinated. But if you if, if they can narrow down the people who are saying to them, there's no, I'm not going to be there's no way I will never do it. Those are the people they're going to start. What you can imagine is a lengthy process of the federal government trying to terminate you over a medical requirement. And then there's the legal end of that, too, I imagine. There's so many legal challenges happening, right? Yeah. There's yeah. every legal challenge you can imagine, um, you know, infringement on individual rights on, you know, th- this is uh, an infringement on your First Amendment rights on 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 religious freedom. Um, so they, there are all kinds of lawsuits that are, are, that are flying around right now. And that is what I ultimately think will become, um, you know, difficult when you're actually trying to terminate someone. Um, you know, as far as medical um, reasoning and the success there, I mean, most major medical associations have seen great success with this and they, they think mandates overall are, are necessary, and they are looking at the the mandates that are like the VAs as you know, holding them up as this is what employers should do because it 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 incentivizes people ultimately to get vaccinated and protect against um, infection themselves, but other people um, and the public. It's interesting looking at your reporting on the VA because since it was sort of the first um, with this, it's kind of a microcosm of what could come from broader mandates like President Biden's rule for private businesses. Um, You mentioned 
legal trouble already. I know this broader rule of President Biden's has already faced some significant legal problems. Um, what is the latest there? What's going on there with that? You know, as I said, it's it's um, it's sort of swimming in, in this <laughs> this legal limbo right now. Mm-hmm. So with with the private businesses, they just extended the deadline. So instead of December 8th, with a lot of these businesses having to show some kind of proof of vaccination or that they have made a first solid step in requiring people to do so. They, they extended that to January 4th. And that was in part, and we've written a lot about this, that was in part because of major companies like FedEx and UPS and Amazon saying, hey, the holidays are coming. We are also facing the greatest shortage in workforce in, in years. And now we have to somehow go through this logistical, what they have called a logistical nightmare for them of having tens of thousands, I mean, tens of thousands of workers for all of these, hundreds of thousands of workers for all of those companies that are, a lot of them are temporary workers. I mean, there's just, they say that there were so many legal hurdles and they were feared that just having a vaccine mandate would push away workers at a time when you know, the labor force is, you know, there's a labor shortage. That means they can go wherever they want. Where, where, you know, so why, why deal with that? Um, so that's, um, that's a lot of what they were dealing with. Federal contractors, I mean, and, and that is when you see like UPS and FedEx and, and Amazon because they, you know, interestingly, part of what they do is they ship vaccines. Hmm. So they're, you know, this necessary service at the same time, they're worried they won't have enough workers to ship vaccines because of a vaccine mandate. Um, so the bottom line here is that there are so many logistical, legal, um, and political hurdles. Um, this is going to take a long time. And, and what we were trying to show in this VA story is that yeah, the numbers look look high. And actually, you know, one thing I want to stress is that, the, you know, the VA is playing with numbers here. You know, they're telling us 90% compliance even. And that in within that 90% are unvaccinated people, but they won't tell us how many. So we don't really know that number. Um, so the point being, there's tens of thousands of people within the federal government, despite a mandate, and despite the fact that some of them, many of them, we don't know how many, are probably working with the public who are still unvaccinated. And, you know, this is more than a month after the deadline. So it's a big legal entanglement. Um, Will it ultimately mean the numbers go up? It probably will. It probably will mean that. Natasha Karecki, thanks so much for talking with me. Thank you. Also today... The much-anticipated virtual summit between President Biden and Chinese leader Xi Jinping is tentatively scheduled for the evening of November 15th. That's according to a U.S. official who spoke with Politico, a second non-administration source familiar with the summit's planning, also confirmed the date. The summit presents the biggest opportunity yet to reset the bilateral relationship between the two countries, but White House officials have sought to lower public expectations for the summit's outcome. And New Jersey State Senate President Steve Sweeney, one of the state's most powerful lawmakers, has conceded his re-election loss to Edward Durr, a little-known Republican who barely spent any money during the campaign. During a conference on Wednesday, the moderate Democrat, who has remained leader of the upper house for a record 12 years, acknowledged that, quote, all votes have been fairly counted and congratulated Durr 
a truck driver who has never held office. The unexpected loss is one of the most seismic political events to hit New Jersey in decades. Today's episode of Politico Dispatch included music composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. If you like what you're hearing and want to help us out, tell a friend to check out the show. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening. <laughs>